Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. 2-1. Let's get it. Well, hello and welcome back to Almost Accurate, a podcast about movies, a podcast about video games, and a podcast about life. My name is Jake Shamlin, your host, and with me as always... Hello there, um, uh, uh, it's, uh, it's uh, Ryan. Hey, this is Ryan. Hi. Ryan, uh, it sounds like you just had a stroke. Are you alright? Are you doing alright, man? <laughs> I can't feel my face. Alright, great. Let's get right into it then. It is a beautiful Saturday... No chance of rain. The beers are out, and we are ready to talk about some fucking movies. What do you say, man? <laughs> uh, what kind of movies are these? Are these pornos or? You... Uh, yes. I'd like you to review your favorite, your top five favorite adult films in order. My wife or in could alphabet be in alphabetical order. My wife could be listening, and no, and no. I haven't seen that one. Cash me outside. Tell me who's. T- <laughs> It's a little French film. All right, great. <laughs> We're hitting up the best meme references from 2015. I watched something about her today. Really? She's a rapper now. Oh, bad Barbie. Yeah, yeah, she is. I think there was something on Google when I pulled it up that said Barbie's something lyrics. I didn't look at it because I'm like... Did you listen to it? No. No. If it ain't it's Iggy Azalea, then it ain't Shit. Iggy, so Iggy Azalea is your favorite female rapper or favorite musician in general? Uh, she's my favorite everything because okay, uh, she's Australian and she doesn't sound like she sings. Sings. She's a bad bitch, dude. She- <laughs> All right, we'll put that on the record. Then. She's so fancy. <laughs> Man, we are really up to date with all these references. We hit up hit up old memes, Iggy Azalea. Who is kind of an old meme at this point? She's don't call it a comeback. Don't call it a comeback, Jake. L O Cool J did it. She'll do it too. So what the this girl? I I I don't even remember her name. It wasn't like Danielle something. I know she posted a picture, and this is again a really old reference. But I saw she posted a picture with David Spade uh, because he's relevant, and he was. He was like, "Oh, I've got to got to take a picture with this girl." And she was like, "I literally thought this dude was the waiter. I didn't know oh, who. Yeah, I didn't know yeah, who I've the fu- I didn't know who the fuck this guy was." Does that make you feel old? David Spade once top in his prime with Joe Dirt, and now he's just dirt. Was David Spade ever in his prime? Uh, Joe Dirt was the greatest single-handed movie ever. ever I have. Recorded. I'm all right. Kid I, Rock was in it, dude. American Badass. He can <laughs> smell a pig from a mile away. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a confession here. I've never seen Joe Dirt, not in its entirety. Um, I've seen it in bits and pieces, but I've never been able to summon the willpower to sit down and uh, be able to devote that much time to Joe Dirt. Um, this is a little strange, but my favorite nine eleven moment. Your was fa- favorite nine eleven. All moment. right, back up there. <laughs> it <laughs> was a terrible day. I got out of school, 
Everything was dark and depressing. Everything was about 9-11, you know, planes crashing, which was terrible. But All right, this... we had a VHS of Joe Dirt, and it was my only solace for that day and maybe the next day. You watched Joe Dirt on 9-11. Six times in a row. You watched... I was in middle school, man. Eight hours worth of Joe Dirt on 9-11. At least. It could have been nine. could have been nine hours. That's how I would respond to a national tragedy. Um, It's called living in the South, Jake. I couldn't drink Budweiser at the time. Yeah, well, I mean, you were like, what, 12? What was stopping you? Um, Yeah. (laughs) My parents. I don't understand understand this My dad, he would beat me. He'd be like, no, you can't drink my beers. My dad's English. English Southern. English, so he's an English genteel Southern gentleman. Yes, he is. He wears cowboy boots and a Canadian tuxedo. Does he still have the mustache? He does, and is he'll the, never shave it. But we threaten him with shaving. How it. old is the mustache? Is the mustache older than you are? Uh, or is that um, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. that like a more recent thing? In his uh, my in, dad got it, and he never let it go. He's had it since he's five years old. Really? Yeah. That's Thick pretty, and bushy. That's pretty impressive. I got to admit. Um, my my father, uh, as you have as you have seen before. Also, large amounts of facial hair and pubes. I'm assuming so. I haven't. I haven't checked lately. There's no assumption here. All right, but yeah, no. He's he's been bearded uh, uh, since before I was born, which I think is uh, pretty amazing. He's yeah. I, a lot of people, you know, when they grow a beard for the first time, it's usually awful, and uh, they shave it off, or they or they try to they have a trimming disaster, and they want to have to take take it all down. But no. That beard has been going on for at least thirty-two years. I'm gonna say your dad could be in ZZ Top or like I a think that's dirty seventies. I think that was his inspiration. Uh, ZZ Top, probably not the dirty seventies porno. I yeah, are you sure? Maybe the that was disc, pretty hip. Maybe the disco eighties porno or the yeah. the hair the hair John metal Travolta the hair metal pornos of 1985. My God, I bet your dad had a nice quaffed of hair. Nice quaffed of hair, Jake. I think yeah, I think so. I think so. I know he had a mullet in the nineties. There's photographs that prove it. We'll have to, have to show you later. <laughs> they're pretty. They're pretty. Billy Ray was big back. They're in the pretty day. incredible. But uh, if you were a girl and you saw a man with a mullet, would you think to yourself, "Hey"? Or if you're a guy and you're looking at another guy or a chick, would you be like, "That mullet's pretty fucking sexy"? I will answer this question. With another question. Cryptically. Uh, and with another story. Uh, okay, so Ryan has just left the room, so I'm going to tell this story directly into the microphone and uh, catch y'all up uh, when he gets back. Nope, I'm just going to spin my wheels. Man, he, th- he went through that first one quick. We've been, we've been recording for like 10 minutes, and he's already finished one off. Do you need help? No. Do you get, do you get lost? Great. All right. All I heard was screw for half price. Then you came in at exactly the best time. That's what she said. What were we talking about? <laughs> um, we were talking about your dad and his love for 70s porno. Uh, um, I don't, grew a I don't think we were. Oh, be like we're, talking Ray, about, we're talking about mullet. Cyrus. All right. So, so in, in middle school, you know the activity bus that would always take you places? I, I, was this activity bus... Short or long? It was white and long. Yeah, nothing white has ever been long. <laughs> okay, so it was a short white bus. Okay, Go ahead. so there was the, the one bus driver that was assigned to like the field trip buses. 
uh, she had the most mullet mullet I think I've ever seen. And it what was, was her name? Uh, probably like Sandra or, or Debbie or, Tammy. or something like that. We'll Tammy. call her Tammy. Yeah. No, she had the most uh, mullet mullet I've ever seen. It was just like almost like shaven in the front, but man, in the back, it was just like an explosion of just 90s grunginess and awesomeness. I got a heart on and the veins are throbbing. Make that, make that too. Man. Man, <laughs> those. Hair in the bathroom? Those were the fucking days. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, 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 hit, right we'll hit pause and be right, <laughs> be right back. All right, well, we've looked. All right. <laughs> All right, we've looked and. Pasty I gotta is all say, we can say. All we gotta say. Perfectly symmetrical. average. Perfect. <laughs> Perfectly symmetrical. <laughs> have you seen the commercials? Um, We're poor. We don't have TV. All right. We have Netflix. You probably haven't seen this. Then there's a commercial, and it's called like something something's disorder, and it it's like something, all these. It's disorder. just all these. Ri- I can't remember the name of it, but is it's it diabetes. Diabetes. <sighs> all right, I'm gonna look it up. Um, list so so it's these sad sad dudes and you're like like there's this one guy and he's sitting at a table and he's got his head in his hands and then there's another guy and he's like walking with his wife on the beach and they're just looking real sad and it's like guys are you uh curved below the belt and it's some disorder where you got like a crooked dick some people are into that there's a crooked dick commercial out there yeah there is and it's really it's really good. Um, I Is like, it really good? I, I don't know. I mean, I enjoyed it. It, I because because like the first like twenty seconds, you're like, "What is this? Where is it going? I don't understand what's going on." Then all of a sudden, it just hits you. Peroni's disease. That's what it's called. Peroni's. It Peroni's. Even sounds like pepperonis. Yeah. Peroni's. Maybe is that an Italian beer as well? I think it might be. I don't know. What a crooked Listen. company. <laughs> what a crooked company. <laughs> but anyways, so Jake. Both of us have. Have you ever heard Peroni's before? (laughs) Peroni's syndrome. Peroni's syndrome. I follow the straight and narrow. So does my penis. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. (laughs) That's right. Drink it in. Drink it in. He's actually looking at it right now and just can't contain himself. (laughs) You got a funny dick, man. Um, so do these Peronis, do they have different stages of Peronis? Like, like state, you got obtuse, you acute, get, right? I think it's like one to five. One to five. Like you got stage three. Uh, Peronis. Peronis. <laughs> <laughs> what is your discomfort level? And like, it's an angry face like. Argh. Yeah. And I think it goes like five is like stage five. is like a 360 where it like curves back in on itself. Oh, you probably put that in your b-hole. That might not be a problem. I don't, I'm not sure if it curves in the exact same way. I don't think... You all by your lonesome. <laughs> Maybe... <laughs> should, we start, should we start talking about movies? <laughs> should, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We tried to... Fill me in on Joe Dirt. Fill you in on Joe Dirt. Yeah, give me... Give, give me the, the, the give dirt me the on scoop. Joe Dirt. Yeah, give me the scoop. Oh, that was better. I was going to say the scoop on Joe Dirt, but no. No, no. The dirt on Joe Dirt. Tell me, tell me a little bit about about Joe Dirt because I've only seen bits and pieces of it, and uh, yeah, I wasn't impressed with what I saw. Honestly, well, let me tell you, changed my mind. In David this, Spade gets in this Oscar-winning performance post 9/11 world. 
Well, no, it was current 9-11 world. Uh, on that day, back on 9-11-2001. Anywho. Uh, a day, so a there's day a which tiny, will live in infamy. There's a tiny baby. Okay. And he has a mullet. A wig. Already. And then, like, somehow his, his, his skin comes together and his brain opening closes and skull and like it sticks on there so the mullet is the mullet is the mullet it's the mullet he's had since like birth it's not even his real hair so it's it's science fiction a little bit um also it's a heartwarming tale about uh, a child an adult man trying to find his family finds out that his family is one of the guys from tremors and some lady who likes clown figurines all right yeah and then he falls in love with a rock that is thought to be a comet, but it's really just a piece of plain waste that he eats ketchup and french fries off of. Okay. Kid Rock's what? in it, and he tells him that Brandy <laughs> doesn't love anymore. Brandy is like his love. He becomes famous because Dennis Miller gives him a chance to tell his story over the air on a radio station. Long story short, your heart will warm. You will just cry your eyes out. And it'll make you feel good about yourself. Sarah McLaughlin can't do that. But she should have wrote a song for it. Is Sarah McLaughlin the one from the really depressing um, Animals? animal yeah. commercials? Oh, man. If they put I that change that the movie. channel every time that comes on. I try to toughen myself up. I try not to cry. Did it work? Every time. I feel nothing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So... Uh, so he's telling his life story on on the radio. Is this like a? Does he sit down and do this in like one day, or is it like a? It's multiple segments. Multiple segments. Okay. It's like a week's worth of time. A, oh, a whole week's worth. Yeah. Each How much off of a, a piece of poop? I do, I see. I haven't seen that part. See, you got to see it. Yeah, it, you've it really doesn't sound like that. It sounds gross whenever you give like the layman's terms. I mean, it kind of does. But it was his best friend. The Rock was his best friend, and he flies away at one point on an air balloon, hot air balloon. I am so confused. This movie does not sound anything this like what I remember. All around the world. Ugh. The only the only part I remember seeing is when he's uh, hooking up with the. The girl from My Name is Earl. Uh, oh, I'm your sister. I'm your yeah. sister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, they're, that, not, they're not yeah. related. Yeah. At all. Yeah, he, he like can't get it up until... Well, he thinks he thinks his sister. Yeah. yeah. And then she's like, I'm not your sister. And then she tells him that she is the sister. Right, so then he's back on. Okay. Well, she's back on. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> so, what about some recent movies? You said that you've seen The Disaster Artist with yes, James Franco I did. and his little brother, Dave Franco. Oh, yes. So, I sat down and watched that last night. You just don't understand enough about Tommy. Uh, okay, so I, I had recently listened to a podcast which was about about The Room, where they were detailing like the production of it and everything. And I was like, this this story is fascinating, I'm not really into James Franco and his whole Franco and about. You don't like Pineapple Express? No. It's bad. I quit. I it's, fucking quit today. It's, 
bad and boring. You didn't like Pineapple Express? Shit, yes. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> All right, transition now. Well, you didn't like Pineapple Express? Why didn't you like Pineapple Express? Oh, it's, I just, I'm not into stoner movies. I don't. It was a comedy. It wasn't funny though there there and then there's like hilarious there's like a 45 minute shootout at the end that is just it's like a huge tonal shift at the end and it makes no sense in context that movie was great and you know it that movie was not that movie was not any good (laughs) it's my favorite seth rogan movie what yes and probably james franco movie what hands down have you seen the interview yeah, that was good, but that wasn't like Pineapple Express That was the good. best one. Uh, Danny McBride it's not, really killed it in it's his not, performance of Red. It's not Pineapple great, Express. but Why are you making that interview cake? It's my cat's is birthday. so much better. What? You see this? I'm wearing a kimono, man. I'm laid back, I'm chill. Why don't you go have a seat on my chillastic couch? I, see, I don't remember. I don't understand the reference. Armpits, and he's like, yeah, it makes me more aerodynamic when I fight. Kenny Powers, dude. Kenny Powers is in that movie. I prefer him as Rico from Hot Rod. See, I haven't seen that movie. What? <laughs> well, we're just learning a lot about we ourselves should, today. We should just we go should on have been watching, We should have been watching that. <laughs> well, I see that it's its 10-year anniversary since it's come out. But uh, That movie's incredible. <laughs> well, not as great as Pineapple Express. No. Now, see, we <laughs> agree not, on that. We agree on that. They're not at... <laughs> So, anyways, yeah. Back so to the disaster artist, the disaster, pineapple the artist. disaster artist. So pineapple express. So I listened listened to uh, uh, an episode of Do Go On where they were talking about um, great podcast. By the way, they were talking about the production of the room and all of the all of the pitfalls and stuff. Um, and so I was I was interested to see what direction the disaster artist would take because. Just listening, just listening to a little bit about the production of this film, it is just the most like batshit crazy thing you can imagine. So Tommy Tommy Wiseau, the guy who uh, write uh, directs, stars, and produced uh, produced it, somehow he is he so so he's he's rich as fuck. He's rich as yes, he's rich as fuck. Um, and there's like this big air of mystery about him because nobody. Um, this was on the title card at the end of the film. Nobody knows. No, he's uh, he's va- got this vaguely like Eastern European accent. It's like a but speech he, impediment. He tells everyone that he's from okay. New Orleans. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they ask him, uh, Dave Franco's character, Greg. That's his name. He asks him several times, like where he he was from, and he says, "Oh, I'm from uh, New Orleans." But the way he says it with his accent. Uh, it right. yeah yeah he he does I'm that out. nobody nobody understands nobody understands him he's like where no he's uh, I'm from the bayou well he's a tortured soul no one could ever understand him that like as many as many artists are yes <laughs> so he's so he's independently wealthy um, he's got a mysterious background nobody really knows how old he is uh, he tells he tells uh, uh, Dave Franco in the the very beginning <laughs> that. Uh, no, don't don't ask me um, about myself or or anything like that. So nobody even knows how old he is. He asks him several times, "How old are you?" And he says, "I'm your age." There's clearly like at least twenty years between them. <laughs> I'm gonna go off on a tangent here. All right, it might be slight. Is there a lot of Red Bull in that movie? For some reason, yes, is there, there is a lot of Red Bull. There is. Movie? There's a lot of Red Bull. 
At first, I thought it's it was like, oh, this is, cocaine. A, this is a weird, this is weird product placement. Like when he comes, he first, when Greg first goes over to Tommy's apartment and he's, it's just filled with like all this, like, like movie props and Red Bull photos of, uh, there's one where he's like Tommy's standing in front of the Eiffel Tower and everything because he's, cl- it's, it, it makes no, his background makes no sense. Some people so he's enjoy got, the allure. He's got the two very nice apartments in San Francisco and in Los Angeles. Two very not affordable places to live. And <laughs> I don't know. It's just crazy. But yeah, the Red Bull thing was really strange because he's like, "Do you want a Red Bull?" Like I don't even see a Red Bull before I was like, "Yeah, I haven't 15. seen." Yeah, I haven't seen a I haven't seen a Red Bull in years. <laughs> so uh, the kid but, Greg makes his way out of the town. Yeah. And so, he, Tommy and him start getting started on the movie production because right. Well, like, first, well, first they they got to move. They move to they have this in the middle of the night. They just get up and they they um, just go, man. Just yeah, go. They, yeah. They I go to see voice, to see James it. T. Yeah, no, no. I, I'm just gonna try. Good. I'm gonna try and do it. Come on, man. Let's go. Now I just sound like I may be a part of the uh, Olympics. That sounds. Oh, ooh, that is very. That, yeah, that imp- that impersonation is very problematic. <laughs> <laughs> so we're no good. Tommy, man. Uh, no, that's bad. Yeah, um, that's probably so terrible. Okay. I, it's been a while. So they go, they go in the middle of the night uh, to see the like spot where James Dean uh, had his had his fatal car wreck, and it's from that that moment they have a pinky promise, and they decide um, that what they're going to do is they both want to be they both want to be actors. They both want to make it big in Hollywood in the movies. Um, and so, yeah, they just decide to move uh, to L.A., but luckily Tommy has an apartment there. And so they move in together, and there's this great scene where where Greg says, oh, there's only one bedroom? And he's like, well, you don't want to share a bed with me? Or and I'm, I'm terrible at this accent. Like, okay, you, look, you fucking suck, look, too. Look, <laughs> we're on par. I'm not convinced James Franco's accent impersonation was that much better. They I sound mean, exactly definitely... the same. Okay. <laughs> they had the stuff at the end of the movie where you could yeah, see like, yeah, the actual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. It was okay. It's pretty good. I can't do. I can't do the voice. I'm not gonna try again. Did he cut off his I'm arm prob- in this movie? I'm probably gonna do it again. Cut off his arm? Yeah. Did he cut off? No, his arm? no. There was no. This is not a 127 hour situation. That's a long time. That's a long movie. How many days is that? Nah, I don't know. Do it in your head right now. Uh, How many days? Forty-eight ninety-six is, that? is four uh, days. Uh, I'm gonna guess that's probably like six days. Six days. Disagree. You disagree? What I won't be that? checking that. Um, That's like 128 hours. So, <laughs> so, so they both have the varying degrees of struggles trying to get acting careers off the ground. Uh, you see Greg go to a lot of auditions. He signs to like a talent agency. Uh, Tommy, um, there's... there's Isn't that a fam- famous actor that he signed with? I don't remember. You played that part. I don't remember. But so so you see, like both of them doing auditions and stuff. You see Tommy. Um, w- one of his auditions, uh, they ask him. It, they say, "Are you doing an accent?" And he said, "No." And he. <laughs> I'm from New Orleans. And my phone just my phone just turned on. That's interesting. Shut up! Shut up, Siri. So <laughs> you just said her name again. She's gonna come back. Ah oh, man. Do you think the government's listening? Probably. 
Um, I'm always. What was your overall impression of the movie? <laughs> uh, not good. You didn't like it. I didn't enjoy it, honestly. It wasn't high on my scale, but I didn't think it was like super bad. I it was a bad movie that they were doing a movie on, and I thought they caught the essence of it. But at the same, essentially, it's two people that love each other that have fallen apart and they get back together. That's what the premise of the movie. That is. It, yes, that is that is the premise of that. That is the premise of it. But I don't know. I understand that you're making a movie about something that's considered one of the worst movies of all time, but also has like this huge cult following. Like, I loved the information at the end where they said that um, that Tommy paid to have. Um, I think it was he paid to have it in the theater for two weeks, uh, so it'd be eligible for an Academy Award. And it and, won, didn't it? No, uh, no. It won some award. James Franco. The Room didn't. The Disaster Artist might. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Disaster Artist But the Artist Room, won. the Room didn't. But so it oh. it grossed like eighteen hundred dollars in its opening weekend, and I think it's estimated that uh, Tommy Wiseau spent like five or six million dollars of his own money on the production of this of this film. What do you think that equates to in today's terms? Because this movie, it's the movie it was that's like based on two thousand years ago. It was like two thousand two, two thousand three. Oh, was it? Oh, so that yeah. So it, it's been about twenty years ago, like fifteen. But yeah, I mean that's a it's still. Five or six million dollars is a shit ton of money, even if you are. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. that's a burn. I didn't turn away from the mic. I have a no editing policy, by the way. Uh-oh. I will not be cutting any of this out. Just like a so, circumcision. So. Jake will not do it. <laughs> I think it's your neighbor. Maybe maybe there will be some light editings. <laughs> if you make some really awful sec- some really awful racist comments. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, we won't do that because... Because you're a good person. We're not racist. But we will make fun of those fucking crackers. That's right. Fucking honkies. That's right. We're white, and we'll make fun of white people all damn day. Because we can get away with it. Yep. And it's pretty fun, too. White people are a little strange. Yeah, a little bit. I saw a meme uh, last week that was about uh, white people love going, like, to when you're going out to eat, and you're... Uh, you can go, like, go to the bathroom before you leave, and you come back, and you're, like, shaking your hands off, and you're, like, ready to roll. I don't do that. I've done that at least like almost every time I've almost every time I go out to eat somewhere. I'll probably do it later today. It'll be great. Where are you guys going? Or where where are we going? Are we going somewhere? Are we yeah, going probably. somewhere? Oh my god. Probably. We're going somewhere? Oh my god. So wonderful. <laughs> probably. You're where my, would you want to go? Since you're my date since you're my date for the day. My wife's gonna come along too. Movie. She's gonna wanna get some of that dinner too. Some of that dinner. She's gonna need to get some of that supper, boy. <laughs> Give her some supper. I offered, I offered to make you food, and you're like, eh. um, I'm pescatarian, sir. Yeah, whatever you, are, whatever the fuck you are this week, it's it it changes. By the week. my family accused me of being a hipster. They were in town from Pennsylvania, and they're like, you don't eat meat, and they nearly crapped the bed, nearly crapped the bed. So where there's a such thing called a flexitarian. You flexing, bro? You flexing, bro? No, I'm not fl- yeah, flexing with my brain knowledge over here. What, what? I feel like my southern accent just came out a little bit on that one. It probably has been out the whole with time. With my brain knowledge. Well, I learn and study real good. <laughs> so, Jake, it was homeschooled. And <laughs> we're still trying to get him up to speed here I don't, in the r- I don't real know. world. I don't know how human communication works, if I'm being honest. Um. So no, so you so you enjoyed the film. Should we go, go back? 
<laughs> Sorry, we're jumping all over the place. Should we go back to more of the, the story? Or should yeah, we hit tell on me, something like the Tell me the about the story, man. So Greg has come down, and him and Tommy are out in L.A. They're so about they're to both, make the movie. They're both, it's not going well. And, they, and Tommy's like, mm-hmm. fuck it. I'm going to make my own movie. And this is after he gets like, he's at an acting class, and it just doesn't go well. He's like, because he's a terrible actor, honestly. He's he, he can't do voices. He can't do emotion. He only does like explosive fits of anger. That's his. He like, was just starting out, man. Give the man a break. He'd been, uh, he'd been at this for a while, I think. But so he, there's this there's this real heart. I guess it's supposed to be heart wrenching scene. But the the guy who's his acting uh, teacher or whatever just calls 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 him some vaguely. Um, like European insults, like be like he should be like Frankenstein or Dracula. Part of part of that is on his accent, and another part is the way he dresses. He wears these really like loose fitting blouses, and he's got like lots of uh, belt. Like, What's wrong chains. with a man wearing a blouse? Just the way he dressed, it was a very like he looks he like a Jim Morrison. He dude. looks like a boat captain slash like a like an eighteen hundreds like castle baron or something. I don't know. It's it's very it's. All very ambiguous. So, anyways, such a Simon Cow, right? So, now. anyways, so he gets made he gets made fun of in front of this whole like this whole class, and it's it's supposed to be a real emotional scene, but it just kind of it just it's kind of ridiculous. And so Greg come Greg comes home and he finds Tommy standing on this balcony. Greg come home. Greg come. <laughs> You're like Greg come home. Greg come home. He come I home. Was, he I talk. Was, I was hoping I was hoping you would not call me out, and it totally happened. So. Here, I'll start the sentence and you finish it. Greg come home. <laughs> so Greg come home <laughs> and Tommy on balcony, real sad. <laughs> they decide to make movie with Tommy money. So make a break, bitches. So the I love the scene where they go to rent or they they go into this uh, production house. Oh, Seth Rogen is in that movie. Yeah, Seth Rogen and the guy from uh oh God, what's his name? That movie where Tom Hanks gets uh, poison ivy in his asshole. She's got mail. Yeah, yeah, she's <laughs> she's got mail. <laughs> it's Rafi from the League. I cannot remember this guy's name. Oh, oops. but he's he plays like the same character and everything. But he's he's pretty funny in this. So they both own like a they both own like a studio, and uh, they're so Tommy and Greg are talking about like buying a camera, and they're like, well, most people rent. Because it, they say it is prohibitively expensive to actually own all this equipment, and so they're asking like some very basic questions, like, "Are you filming on thirty-five millimeter? Or are you filming in, in HD digital?" Was HD back in those days? Yeah, I think the I think the Phantom Menace was actually one of the first movies to be shot in, in HD, and that was ninety-nine, I think. My God. Yeah, so it's been around for a while, but yeah, it was it was very expensive. I think that was there was a lot of like crossover in the '90s between film and uh, digital. But anyways, so uh, Tommy says both, um, and there's a great scene, great scene later on, like one of the first production days where you see them mounting an HD camera at a 35 millimeter um, in the same exact spot on the same rig to film uh, at the same time. Gotta have choices. Gotta yeah, have choices. It, which is just insane. Not if you want they, choices, man. <laughs> they had no idea what they're doing, and this is after like this long, long, long break, this, this long montage of Tommy's in his underwear 
or uh, he's in his underwear, but he's also in a robe, and he's typing with two fingers on this old typewriter, <laughs> this whole like gigantic script, and Greg reads the entire thing in a cafe, and he's just <laughs> the look on his face when he's finished. He turns it over, and he's like, "Oh, oh boy!" Is it like an orgasm, or is it like no? Uh, it's a like word? it's like I am really concerned about this because Tommy offers him. Uh, the co the co leading uh, role in it. So, but he still stars in the movie. So, right. Well, yeah. I mean, they. But so so Greg or yeah. Tommy. Yeah. yeah. Tommy gives Greg. Greg. Tommy give Greg. Tommy give Greg. Tommy give Greg. Tommy give Greg. Uh, great opportunity. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's just was this movie a porno that they were working on? No, no. Well, I don't know. I don't have you I, seen the original? I don't. I haven't seen the original. I plan on. I, I really want to watch it now that I've seen this. But oh man, it's just so it's wonderful. Uh, I wouldn't say wonderful. Did you? What did you think of the uh, the casting? Uh, the like montage where they're casting people, like where they're getting the act the actors together and they're they're hiring the crew and stuff. Do some chicks show their boobs in that part? No. That must have been Zack and Mira make a porno. Are you confused? <laughs> that is not the, that is not even Sorry. close to being yeah. safe. I can't remember. It's been some months since I've seen this, but <laughs> my memory's pretty good, but not that good. No, that uh, no, that's a different movie. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh well back to the seventies porno. Um Yeah, I can't really recall that. I'm I know that the movie in general for me, I thought that if I could rate it out of one to ten stars, I'd probably give it like a six and a half to a seven. I, of, I liked it better than mediocre. You know, where you're like, oh, this is like, eh, I watched that. I might watch the movie again. I'm not going to own it, but I'm not going to go out there and not watch it. Be like, oh, yeah, it's on TV. I'll watch it. Sure, fuck it. Here's the, here's the thing. This I guess this was my main issue with it. When you're covering such an eccentric figure i think it's really easy to laugh at them and point fi- like point a finger at them um but this movie seems to kind of straddle the line between he, well tommy seems like a really difficult person to try to capture that essence on film and i think james franco does a good he does do a good job of i don't know impersonating him but i don't i don't think you could ever truly capture all of the eccentric eccentricities <laughs> of this guy and and I think it's trying to straddle the line between laughing at him and laughing with him but it's just tonally it's like kind of all over the place and I'm not sure and it's not really that funny but doesn't that kind of go hand in hand with the disaster artist based on what I've heard I have not seen the movie we should watch that based on the movies <laughs> the what the movie's premise is about and the scenes that you see in the movie oh the movie looks kind of like it's that totally all over the place oh it definitely is i read the wiki wikipedia totally all over the place and it just jumps so so basically uh this this part's dragging a little bit but so basically the rest of the movie is the production of it it's not going well there's one really weird scene where tommy shows up um the day after like him and greg have a fight i think that's when greg and his girlfriend are like moving in together and tommy is not taking it well so he shows up on set and he's like completely like butt ass naked, but he's got like his oh he's dick. got a fuck he's got a fuck in that scene yeah yeah he's his his he's got like his dick tied up 
and like he's insisting that he's insisting that his ass be on like camera. Oh yeah, yeah. He's like get and the there's thrust. yeah, yeah. And there, so he gets he gets in bed with this girl, and he's like just so fucking mean to this girl. He's like. Ah, we we gotta. Ah, uh, it's like what the what is this? And this girl's like, it's my body. He's like, ah, murder. She's like really upset about this. Girl's like, she's got like freckles on her shoulder or something. His he's feelings like, were hurt, Jake. He's a person too. Yeah, so he's like real, like real fucking angry. And there's like a whole fight on this where he just like humiliates this girl in front of the whole like the the whole crew and everything. And it's just cringeworthy and it's really hard to watch he's like no whatever you know i'm back whatever we're doing just roll what you fuck it so they they wind up they wind up rolling and there's and he's like in this in this simulated sex scene he's like aiming way too high so it looks like he's humping her her belly button and this goes on for like been there done that you know and they're done that a really, really long time. You know what made like, the movie I don't better? Know, I don't know in the I don't know in the original movie how long this scene goes on for, but it just watching just watching it in this the way it's filmed it go it even that goes on for what if it was Dave Franco that he was hooking long. up with? What if they Greg and Tommy just <laughs> did it in that bedroom? Did you think there was like? Did you think there was like sexual tension between the two of them? You know, I got a, a, do you think a little that, bit of a feeling of that. Do, do you think it was a very one-sided thing? No, I felt like it Greg felt, was going to go down and it do felt, the deed. It felt kind <laughs> of. It felt like they were trying. I don't know. Like it says that two men can't love each other. Jake, we hang out. Do you feel any tension with us? I've never. I'm tra- married. We can't be together. I'm sorry. Wow. I'm gonna let you down easy. Wow. So you just. What a roller coaster of emotions. You're we not just my type. Like. So, anyways, like pull yourself together, man. <laughs> pull yourself together. Pick up the broken pieces. It'll be okay. Your heart will go. I on. definitely think they were like setting setting some of that up in in especially in the beginning because like Tommy's like this the older, wiser, richer dude, and and Greg's this real shy. Um, He's just young, vulnerable kid. Young, yeah, young and vulnerable. From the burbs. And like, Tommy takes him, takes him under his wing and everything. Man, this guy, so professional. <laughs> he's got, he's got up to raid my fridge once again. Ugh, great. Some more time filling, some more time filling segments here. But, oh, I don't know. This movie, it's all over the place. I, I don't know how to feel about it. Just uh, totally, it's just all over the place, and I don't. I'm not. I'm not into it. I can't. There's just some. There's just some disconnect that I can't quite parse out. Are you back, sir? You made it. Yeah, made it back. Great. Uh, you know, it, Tom. If it's not like sexual tension, then Tommy definitely is. It seems like he's got this jealous. He's definitely jealous of some of the exposure that Greg gets um, as far as like uh, like the opportunities he's gotten, like signing with the agency. Like there's that one scene where his girlfriend did Pilates with Brian Cranston and they were going to do oh, an yeah, episode Malcolm, of in, the Malcolm in the Middle. 
and 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 Tommy uh, made it where made he him shape. Go. Yeah, he made it. That's the whole re- one of the reasons that like Brian Cranston like offers this guy a part because he's got like this played beard. by Brian Cranston. Yeah, played by Brian Cranston, who's dyed his hair but still looks like twenty seventeen Brian Cranston and not Brian Cranston of two thousand two. But anyways, uh, <laughs> but yeah, there's definitely like the scene where. Uh, the scene where Greg has to like shave his shave his beard off, and I don't I don't really know the purpose of it, but Greg's like, "Hey, I we need to move this scene. Can we just do the scene next week?" And Tommy's like, "No, I can't do it. Can't do it. I'm not. I refuse to do it." There's also, um, there's the part where he has his own toilet uh, built on the set that only he can use, and it's behind like a curtain. That's the way um, I like to poop too, dude. It's. <laughs> Um, he refused to pay for air conditioning. Um, for, well, yeah, he spent like six million dollars on keeping um, up. The he also has. he also refused to provide like water for any of the, the casting crew. The old lady crew. passed out. The old lady, yeah, she literally passes out. Granny done, son. She <laughs> literally just faints from heat exhaustion. It's just. It's hard to think of if this movie is not like a hit piece against um, against this guy, and it seems like we're very much on his side a lot of the time, but I don't know. It seems to be straddling a line, and it can't quite make up its mind what kind of movie it wants to be. You know, does that make sense? Yeah, but I also think the Disaster Artist is in that same vein, and this movie is based on that movie and some of the behind the scenes of that movie. So it would make sense that that would happen. That's a little chaotic, but maybe they're yeah. trying to format it a little bit to be a little bit easier to, to digest than the actual movie. So I think in that regard, it was spot on, and it was also kind of made easier for viewing pleasure. I'm just not buying it. I mean, I, I can see I can see that point of view, but I'm just not sure if I Well, this is probably made for the it. cult fans, too. Is it? I feel like this was very much intended for like a larger audience to introduce this the whole concept of this film to a larger I, audience. I agree, but they kept it true. You don't think they kept it true? What well, having not seen the original and having only heard like a little bit of information about like the production of this film, I, I can't, I can't really say if it's true or not. I know they had the montage at the end where it's the the the, the scenes from the disaster artist and the scenes from the room side by side. And they do seem like they're very much like in this in the same vein. They really captured like the spirit of that. I'm just not sure if that it doesn't it certainly doesn't make this a good movie. I don't feel well, they won an award. And they would have won more if James Franklin Well they're wrong. Get sued by those women. Yeah. That was the other thing that was really kind of problematic about this, especially cause Well that's that, died down now. It's it does it doesn't mean that stuff didn't happen though. Just because yeah. people aren't talking about it, right? But still, like it died down. Like I'm not trying to tread into different waters, but it did Which, die down. I wonder if would they have won more awards? I don't think so. You don't think so? I don't think this movie is good enough or deserving of it to for that to happen. Honestly, be that as May wasn't the best movie of that time period or whatever category it was in because in December also, of 2017 when this came out. Yeah, so that have been 2018 that they've been eligible for. 
Uh, look, I feel like I should know the answer to this, wah, uh, wah, they, wah. but I don't. I know it got no, I know it got nominated for stuff, and that was around the same time that a lot of that news uh, with James Franco broke. <sighs> just got just. Do, Who would you what, replace? What are you guys? What are you guys doing? Who would you replace to play James Franco in that movie? Anybody? Because do you, you think said he's eccentric? They I was thinking Heath Ledger played Joker, and that was kind of eccentric. Also, Tommy tried to play the Joker as well. Did like he? Recently, did he yeah. really? Yeah, like in the past year, he's he did, did dressed he... up like Joker and tried to uh, impersonate what he thought the Joker would be. He tried to act like the Joker. Oh, uh, I did not hear about that. Yeah, it was all on YouTube's. On YouTube's. YouTube's. Ah, I mean, got him. The one, but got the him. <laughs> Making fun of the way I talk. <laughs> Greg, I, Greg, him, Greg, him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Cash man's not having that. Um, so yeah. I think that Heath Ledger would have been good for it if if he was still alive. Yeah. Um, who else is pretty eccentric and does a bunch of crazy roles? Maybe Johnny Depp. Sasha Baron Cohen. Yeah, he does some crazy stuff, but I don't think why, he's taken why could they, serious as well, an actor. He's a great actor. Is he taken serious? Well, he doesn't do serious roles, though. Yeah, but I mean, you think that if you see, like... Somebody's played in serious and funny roles versus uh, Sasha. Like, see here. Here's the thing, though. What kind of movie or what kind of movie is this trying to be? I think it's trying to be a dramedy. I see. I feel like it feels flat in both ways. Like it's not funny enough to be considered a comedy, but it's not dramatic enough. Uh, Maybe that's not the right term, but it's not. I don't feel. You've seen Tommy's acting. No. I no no. So that I feel like his drama is the butt of a lot of the jokes in this film, but I don't feel like there's enough like emotional investment or situational investment for this to be an effective drama either. So I just I'm not sure what kind of film this was trying to be, which was my main issue with it because the tone was all over the place, and I understand that because of what they're trying to. What they're trying, what they're trying to accomplish by by going back and, and making a film about the room, but it's just, it's not good. It's the <laughs> thought. Do you think maybe they were trying to play it? I, you think Tommy had so much influence in the movie that whenever he sold his script, because this is essentially him and his and Greg's story. Do you think they sold it that way and they oversold things enough to make it not? escape into these uh, parameters where it's a little more uh, eccentric. I'm not sure I can speak to that as far as the production behind this, but I don't know. That may have played a a part in it. Maybe it could have been more of a comedy. Maybe it could have been more of a drama if people weren't so many chefs in the kitchen. I don't, I'm not sure. That could be a part of it. Um, uh, We could look that up. I'm not going to. Um, so <laughs> Wikipedia. There's some stuff you'll never know. I mean, that'll be hush hush. So we friend James Franco. So basically, the film sort of wraps up. Tommy's fighting with everybody. Him and Greg get into it, and they have a big falling out. And then, the then baseball. Yeah, the the way he's throwing the football. Oh, it's football. Yeah, Both yeah. of those. <laughs> that part was that part was pretty funny. The in the in the beginning. Um, when they're throwing the football around, uh, when when he takes them back to film that extra scene or whatever, and it's just sad. It's crucial, man. 
it's just sad and they they and Greg just finally snaps on him but so a couple it's like I think it's like eight or nine months pass something like that the movie release he gets the yeah. invitation yeah the premiere you see you see Greg doing like stage to stage work and, and doing plays and stuff in LA and he find he gets he gets the invitation from Tommy and they they wind up having going to this big the big premiere and everybody in the audience is just laughing hysterically um which is which was not the which was not the inten- which was not Tommy's intention he viewed this as like a serious like drama basically but just between his acting the just how shitty the production was based on what we know based on what, what we seen. know and what we've seen we haven't really seen the movie we what we've seen as far as the depiction of the production shows it was a total yeah. shit show yeah in that in that regard <laughs> yeah i don't think it was good a lot of plots going on there that never really too formulated. many too many plots there's like the whole breast cancer plot and everything that just never comes back up they died yeah <laughs> Then the plot ends when you die. Then his his girlfriend cheats on him with Greg's character, and then you see Tommy like having his freak out moment, and he's like, "No, he's like having sex with this girl's dress," and then he shoots himself, and then it's the end of the movie. Have you ever had sex with a dress? No, I feel like Bill Clinton did because that's how he got busted with the semen stains on the blue dress. I digress. I thought I thought we weren't going to wade into politics on this. Well, you know, those are sexual and we're cer- politics. And we're certainly... Uh, certainly... We're, all right. All right. This is the one and only reference to uh, Bill Clinton's dick that we're going to allow on here. I forbode it! <laughs> it's hot, it's it, sweaty, and it's cold. All right. That's the second reference. <laughs> We're cut, I'm cutting you off after there. I'm gonna put my cigar in there. And so, ba- so basically, Tommy's upset, and Greg basically consoles him, as saying, "Look, uh, this this film might not be any good, but listen, you made this whole room of people feel something, and look at how much fun they're having." And so Tommy just rolls with it. He's like, "Hey, thanks for enjoying my comedic movie, or whatever." And, Mr. Cool playing it. Yeah. Cool. So as he goes, yeah. Pride's he just hurt. he just he just rolls with it. He's like, "Yep, that's what I meant to do all along. It's hilarious and people love it." And so basically, the film sort of ends, and it's like him and Greg are still friends, and they're still doing stuff. Obviously, still doing stuff together. This movie got apparently, made about their movie. Yeah. So their movie was uh, twice. It was a cult <laughs> following for man. It, what? And then the disaster artist came out. It's amazing that this plays to like sold out theaters now. That it's such a cult classic that people were are, are packing out movie theaters when this when they decide to show something like this. Do you think our podcast is so terrible that people will cult follow it and then later there'll be movies Maybe. about it? I think that, that people will probably find it so ironically terrible that eventually they'll just listen for the bad jokes, Can the not being funny, noise? the background noise. Um, the poor production quality, and also uh, we have we are two gentlemen with hearts of gold. I have never been a gentleman, and I've never had a heart of gold. Had a heart of black, and been nothing but crazy, nothing but crazy. Just a deranged 
fucking lunatic. All you know, <laughs> call me Louis C.K. because my dick's always out trying to beat off in front of people. Oh, man, there's another really problematic reference. <laughs> my cousin, he does that a lot. Not in front of women, but he just beats off in his own time in his own house. And, like, my uh, cousins who are related to him, they just walk up and they're like, oh, God. And he's like, oh, no, I'm putting it away. All right, so I think that concludes today's man, segment. <laughs> So now that we've all gotten a glimpse into Ryan's really fucked up family. Uh, so so what is what is your overall impression? I know you said you gave this seven a out six. Of ten. You gave it a seven out of ten. I think you'd go that high. I think that if I, We don't have an official rating system, by the way. We'll probably adjust this. Yeah, I honestly think that they attempted to try to make the movie just as chaotic as the actual movie. Because I mean you have to follow the premise. I mean Hollywood takes some some uh, liberties, but I think overall they tried to stay true to the movie because it was it's just such a crazy story that crazy things happen. You can't write this up, you know. There's a bunch of stuff and plot twists, and you're like, oh yeah, well, how would that happen? Like Greg and Tommy not feeling each other anymore. And the only thing I would change about the movie is I'd probably have a love scene between Greg and Tommy. What did you think? So, you, wait, you're throwing in a love scene that may or may not have happened? So, what is your take on it? Uh, like, as a rating or just an overall feeling? Overall rating. Overall rating. All right. I'm going to stick to my guns and say this movie is a 3 out of 10. Which averages to a 5 out of 10 between the two of us. Between the two of us, right. So, I went. you went way too high, and so I had to knock you down several pegs because this movie is crap and bad, and you... You know, watch it if you want. I don't care. <laughs> it won awards. It did Big win awards, awards, probably undeservedly. James Franco, probably not a good guy. He's got got a lot of issues. You don't know that for a fact. Nah, he's, he's, he might be a dickhead, man. He might be. Might uh, supposedly, be. Lindsay Lohan fucked him. There was a whole list that she put out. She put, wait, what? <laughs> Until next time. It, what? <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah, she right, put out well, a list of all the people she had slept with like twenty years ago, man. Where you been? Twenty. I've. I. I. I'm gonna be honest. I. I really don't like follow Lindsay Lohan or Lindsay Lohan news. So like, I man, must have missed that one. You got Yahoo more, man. Apparently so. Well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this. <laughs> this concludes yeah. our podcast. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed our review of the Disaster Artist. Please let us know how you felt, too, in the comments below. Are we going to have comments below? Nope. Okay. Don't let us know. Don't let us know. Just listen and keep it to your fucking self. <laughs> we'll figure it out eventually. Listen. Uh, eventually, I would I would love for there to be some, some correspondence from between us and anyone who listens to this. Didn't you but, have pepperoni syndrome? Uh, yeah. Dick? Yeah, we but that we just set that in the, 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 the if, you syndrome, if you have pepperoni if you have pepperoni syndrome, write write in and let us know. Um, send all your pictures to Ryan uh, of examples. Yeah, sure, why not? He likes we'll, it. We'll diagnose. We'll read it. We'll look at them and in. We'll pass it doc- on to our people. We'll look at them and document our reactions. We'll uh, have our people on, call on your the- people. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I think that's about it as far as does that. <laughs> Man, we I am just running out of all sorts of steam here. Nighty night, bitches! <laughs> That'll wrap it up uh, for this episode. <laughs> Anything else you want to add, man? All right, all right. 
he's he's shaking his head. This is uh, an audio based medium, so they can't. You not, can't see me. I said nighty night, bitches. All right. Maybe that'll be maybe that'll be our new sign off. Nighty night, bitches. Nighty night, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. All right. See you guys next time. Nighty night, bitches. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. 